Welcome to the Readerly Report. Your hosts are Gail Weiswasser and Nicole Bonilla. We hope you will enjoy our candid book conversations, recommendations, and observations on the reading life. Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to another edition of the Readerly Report. Today, Gail and I are going to be doing a little follow-up on our challenges. We're going to be discussing some exciting new books that are coming out in May. And what else do we want to discuss? Um, I think March. March, not May. Oh, yeah, right. March. Some exciting books that are coming out in March. <laughs> totally jumping the gun right there. I was like, uh-oh. I'm not, I'm not prepared, prepared for May. For May. <laughs> Neither am I. Okay, good. Let's jump in. So it is been a cold and grim week here on the East Coast. And um, I wish I could say I had spent a lot of it reading, but I haven't. What's uh, Give us your update on what you've been reading. I'm reading The Hunting Party by Lucy Foley. And it was just making me think about how much I love locked room mysteries and they're making a comeback. And I was just thinking about the locked room mysteries that have been out. Wait, the what's the word? Uh, what a locked, the locked room. It's when it's mm. when you're isolated, you know, it's like a group. Well, the hunting party, perfect example, a group of friends go away to spend new years at this isolated Scottish resort. That's just known for its wild beauty. So it's nine of them. And while they're there, someone ends up dead. So the whole book is spent establishing their relationships with with each other. You see what little quibbles and quarrels they had with each other. And so you know it has to be one of the nine or 11 people who are around 13 people because they were, I don't know, two random guests there. So you know that whatever happened, happened. The killer is calling and they're in the house kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Leanne Moriarty's book was like that, Nine Perfect Strangers, where they go off to that resort, and I think something happens there, and and you have to figure out who did it, because it can only be people who are at the resort. Shari LaPena had a book out. Her latest book, she wrote a book about a group of friends who they are staying at this hotel. They're the only ones there, and one of them is murdered. Well, the first murder actually looks like an accident. Someone, you know... However it happens, it looks like an accident. And then mm-hmm. something else happens and you think, oh, so this is not an accident and, and we're being murdered. So that is a locked room mystery. I really love them. Okay. And I was just thinking about the-, the trend that's starting and Vulture had an article talking about, oh, look, locked room mysteries are back. I mean, they it's funny because they feel very traditional. It's sort of like a lot of Agatha Christie's like mm-hmm. that, like on an island, you know, or on the Orient Express. So you've got all of the suspects in one place right. along with the detective. I feel like I just read about another book, and I don't remember where I read about it. Somebody's blog or podcast or something about there's like a – a number of people are snowed in at a rest stop. Oh, yeah. I looked at that. Yeah, I was – that one is, I think – a woman is traveling by van. Mm-hmm. I think she's a college student. She's she's going mm-hmm. someplace in this van. Like maybe she's well, going back to school. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like it takes place in California or like Oregon or something. The college student is going back to school or whatever. And she pulls over at this diner because the weather's gotten bad. And she's marooned there with like four other people. 
And she goes out to her car to get something and looks in that van and sees that there is a little girl in the van. And so she has to figure out how to rescue her, how to rescue her, whose van that is. Uh, Do you remember the name of that book or where we read about it or heard about it? I'm looking it up because it was in it was one of the books mentioned in the Vulture article. Okay. I wasn't sure if I, you know, that one is just like this sort of seems interesting, but I don't know, little little girls in the backs of vans. I wasn't completely there yeah, for it. That makes me kind yeah. of ill. Yeah. Um, it's called No Exit and it's by Taylor Adams. Oh my God, I've seen that all over Facebook, all over like Spivey Group. Uh, like a lot of people are reading that book. Are they liking it? I don't think I could read that. I think so. You may read it? I don't think so. No, I don't think I'm going to read yeah. that. That just sounds super stressful. I'm not sure I'm a fan of that genre anyway, because like, it makes me feel very anxious. It, like the girl locked in the van makes me really upset. So I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if you read it and loved it, maybe you I would. keep seeing it enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, I have, you know my issues with captivity. Yes, I do. That's why I'm sort of surprised that you, are, that you like the genre. Well, because no one's being held against their will. They all go on a vacation together and just like mm-hmm. stuff starts happening. That I'm perfectly fine with that. But, you know, when you're caged or locked away for years against your will, like if bad things are going to happen, yeah. I want them to happen and be over. Like ongoing captivity and sexual torture is just, I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a little girl in a cage. Yeah. No, I mean, it sounds super disturbing. Well, we should sort of do a little research and see what people are saying about it, because I have seen that. I was was in the middle of five million books. Okay, so I'm still reading Becoming. Mm -hmm. There's there's parts in this book, and maybe once I finish reading it, we can talk about the moments that touched you the most in this book. Uh I just find that she's such a poignant writer, and she summarizes events that just sort of take you into her life. She's just really good in in just using small events too that you would extrapolate over time and say, oh, this is what her childhood was like and this is what her relationship with her father was like. Absolutely. It's so beautifully written. So what are you reading? I'm still in my like book peripateticness. Um, I did finish Becoming, so I'll wait to talk about that till you finished it and we can talk about that together. Yeah, we're actually going to announce course... a date for a book club for that, right? Yes. So... If you've read Becoming or you're reading Becoming or you want to read Becoming and you want to join in our conversation about it and follow along, um, we're going to post the date that we'll be discussing it. And that was like a 19-hour audiobook, so that was just, that just took a long time. I fear for the book that comes after it, but you're, you're listening to The Dinner List, which you said. the, the... So I'm listening to The Dinner List. Uh, that's another book Nicole and I want to read together, and I decided – you know, it was short-ish and seemed light. So I was like, well, that may be a good palate cleanser after Becoming. And uh, it's maybe the worst audiobook I've ever listened to. <laughs> it's narrated by the author, mm. which she's not a performer. Listen, she's a good writer, but she's not a performer. And I went on Audible yesterday and, like, many people sort of put their fingers on why it's so bad. There's no differentiation of voices. It's read in this monotone kind of vocal fry, like indifferent sounding voice and none of the characters have different voices. And so it's like, it's just so frustrating to listen to. Mm. So I'm about a hundred pages in, it's not a terribly long book. I think I'm going to try to do like a a print audio tag team to finish it. You Um, have the print version. 
I do have the print. So if I weren't reading like two other books right now on print, I would just switch over to the print, but I, it's like, it's too much. So I'm going to try to stick it out on the audio, but I so do not recommend the audio. So if anyone is thinking about the dinner list, do not get it on audio. Well, how is that going to work out with discussion? I mean, are you going to really, can you listen and get this story enough to separate? Yes. You can say it was monotonous or whatever, but I'm enjoying the oh, story. Oh, I see your point. Yes. And I think if I read enough of it in print, I'll be able to. I know what you're saying. And it is a challenge because I find myself like getting irritated. And then I'm like trying to force myself to focus on the content that I'm hearing as opposed to the way it's being delivered. I think that you and should just wait I, until you finish stuff. Like why torture yourself like that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's a good, it's a good point. Even when you get irritated. Listen, it's a... <laughs> I know. It's a pretty short book, and I have a feeling I'll end up doing most of it in print. Like, I'll, I'll just, I'll probably polish off most of it in print. I'm, I'm re- still reading the um, Wartime Sisters, and I'm about maybe 100 pages from the end of that. And then I, there's also the book I'm reading while I dry my hair, and I'm like 100 pages from that. So if I, like, actually just sat down, I could probably polish off all three of them, like, in the next week. And so um, and I'll probably just do that. I have some travel coming up next week. So hopefully I'll, you know, I'll, I'll make some progress. It just, I didn't end up reading a whole lot this week. So that was in part why I'm so stalled on, like, four fronts at one time or three fronts at one time. So that's that's my update. I got nothing new to add. <laughs> all right. So let's talk updates on our challenges yes how have you been doing with that well i rocking think your way through it no i'm not i mean i think i've read two out of the 12 which considering that it's february that's fine i was just looking at um, the spreadsheet yeah i need to let me just pull it up so i've got i've got my campus novel was the dreamers and i've got two memoirs done. So only one I'll use as a memoir. And that was Becoming and From the Corner of the Oval. But I don't think I've read anything else. I started, as you know, down the road of the self-help with the hungover book, and I gave up on that. So I haven't really made much progress in the challenge other than those two. Okay. What What about you? I'm looking at my results for your challenge. Okay, I've read the debut novel, Children of Blood and Bone by Tony Adeyemi. I'm in the middle. Mm, Actually, no, I think that's all I've read. No humor books. You know, I've I've chosen the humor book that I'm going to attempt for that. It's French Exit by Patrick DeWitt. But other than that, I haven't. You you will have a memoir done soon. Yes, and I'll have the memoir done soon. Oh, I'm going to um, – I've actually read two debut novels. So I have three categories done. I have two debut novels done. That's The Hating Game and They're There. Hmm. So I'm ahead oh, of yeah, things. Yeah, they're, they're There. That's good because I think yeah. I was looking for a debut. I was like, have I read a debut novel? And I Oh, no, but I read They're There last year. Did I read there there last Sorry. year? Yes, I think so. Darn it. Well, Are you sure? Yeah, I, I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, I did. I read it in 2018. I was I was getting excited. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> How about your um, pop sugar? So my pop sugar reading challenge, I have finished, I think, eight books. 
look at you. That's good. A book with a salty, with salty, sweet, bitter, or spicy in the title was Bitter Orange by Claire Fuller. A single day book was On Chesil Beach by Ian McEwen. Book published in 2019, As Long As We Both Shall Live by Joanne Cheney. Wait, what was the On Chesil Beach category? Uh, a book that takes place in a single day. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. A book featuring an extinct or imaginary character was Children of Blood and Bone. A book with a two-word title, The Suspect. <laughs> a choose-your-own-adventure mm-hmm. book, My Lady's Choosing. And I'm in the middle of, it's, it's going so slowly, but a book inspired by a common phrase or idiom is The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, which I've read about a quarter of. But it's just like such a slow book. Mm, Carson McCullers. Yeah. Wait, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Which came first, the title of that book or the common idiom? I don't know. That's interesting. I mean, I'm sure the heart is the heart is a lonely hunter. That's yeah, that's an interesting question. Is she the one who coined that phrase? I wonder if I can Google it. Hmm. Uh, okay, so we're we're making progress. I think we're about where we need to be for this time in the year and the challenges we've committed to. Yep. I don't know. That's something now that is going to be in the back of my head. So expect to hear about it on a sorry. <laughs> expect to hear about it on a future show. Gail, you're just giving me too many reading quirks. Now I'm just like, where's the set? Did they mention the city? <laughs> what city is this? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. That's the purpose of the show: is to bring up or incite or inspire reading neuroses in each other. <laughs> and our listeners. What unread classic do you think you'll read? Oh, man. Well, you and I talked about this, and I was thinking maybe some Agatha Christie, but I haven't committed to anything. Right. I don't know you yet. Should, you, um, I've been casting around looking for something and haven't decided. You should read one of her locked rooms. You should do, and then there were none. I mean, I read that as a kid, but I think I could probably get away with rereading that. Oh, no. It's been so long since I read it. You're like, it's been so uh, long that I did not really read it. I was like, I barely remember it. I remember the setup, but I don't remember. I don't remember who did it. The bigger challenge for me is the movie in 2019. I just, nothing's appealing to me. Hmm. Um, although I did not read The Hate You Give, and that is going to be a movie this year, right? Or is nope. it, or am I wrong about Last that? Last year. It's the sequel? No, no. Okay, I thought, I thought she, I thought she had a book that was turning into a movie this year. Because I know she has another book out. She has another book out. It's called On the, On the Come Up. I wouldn't be surprised if it's already been optioned for a book. For, I mean, for a movie, but yeah, uh, I don't. I think if it came out this year, that would be really quick. <laughs> I think I also posted on the uh, You should read group, the Aftermath. The challenge group. What is that? It is the World War II book that I really liked by Ridian Brooke. And that's a movie? Yeah. It's the one I was telling you was going to have Kira Knightley and oh, Alexander yeah. Skarsgård. Well, one of the things I noted in the uh, post in the group was that it doesn't have to be it, on t- uh, in a movie theater. Like if, if it's a Netflix or if it's a TV, you know, Big Little Lies type thing, that's fine too. Right. So like, a, so you'll accept a series instead of a movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. I will. So speaking of books to movies, Big Little Lies season two, I think they have said it's going to be coming out in June. 
Are you going to watch it? Of course. <laughs> I think Leanne Moriarty oh. wrote it, and it's basically going to be about how the group is dealing with all the tensions in the aftermath of what happened. Yeah. Because that's a big secret to keep. And although there was a feel-good moment at the end of this movie, not all these people were really close. I think it initially draws them together, but I think, you know, some things start going wrong. Or do you think they're just going to sort of create new dramas and issues for these characters going forward, but yet they'll support each other? I mean, probably a little bit of both, you know, who knows, maybe someone will get cold feet and want to tell maybe, you know, people are arguing. I mean, when you're carrying a big secret or whatever, I have to imagine that you're pretty tense about what people know about you or whatever the status of your relationship is. And they Mm -hmm. were so different, you know? Yes. So looking forward to that. I know you don't want to read where you go. Where'd you go, Bernadette? Or you read that. I don't want to see where'd you go, Brennan. <laughs> I read it. I hated it. Yes, I really hate that book. A book that I read and I thought it was it was goodish, you know, it was sort of like, okay, is The Good Liar by Nicholas Searle. It looks like it's gonna be a movie with um Helen Mirren and Ian McKellen. What is it about? It's about a con man who has decided that he is going to scam this widow that he's met online. Yeah, he's met her online. He wants to, he intends to scam her out of her money. Apparently this is a thing he does, is scam wealthy widows out of their money. But things may not be what they seem with her and sort of like is he going to get more than he bargained for? You know, he thought that this was going to be like an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I mean, it was not like hmm. Yeah, it was good. It was it was hmm. a, it okay. would be a 3.25, 3.5. I actually did an interview I have with a, him too. I have a random question for you, which is there's a book that I picked up at Book Expo last year that then did not get much attention, but I was always kind of intrigued by it. And I looked it up recently and the reviews were really good. And I'm surprised that it didn't get more. And I was wondering if you read it or heard of it. I think it's called The Real Michael Swan. Yes. You didn't want that book. I made you get it. I didn't want it. You mean the one about the the guy in um, who disappears on nine eleven? Mm-hmm. Oh, did you read it? No. <laughs> I want to read that. Will you read that with me? Yeah, we can read it together. Okay, we can put it on the book club list. Okay, good because we don't do like thriller type stuff together very much, so that could be kind of fun. Well, because you always hate them by the end. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know, but I can't. I always come back. Right. You do. What is it I about do. that? What is it about these mysteries and thrillers that make, you know, I think. Because the fact patterns are so good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Our mystery All thriller. Right. All right. I'm excited about it. What are you looking forward to? The first book that I, well, I have a weird mix. I have actually a few that are coming out in paperback and I thought I'd throw them in there because they're going to be new in March in paperback. And then also um, ones that are brand new. So one I found last night and I'm, I'm intrigued, but I'm not sure I'm going to read it. It's called the new me by Hallie Butler. Mm. So I read her last book. It was about this woman, Jillian. That's what it was called. 
It's about this two women who work together in the same office and they like can't stand each other. And one of them is like upbeat and perky, but her life is falling apart. And the other one is this cold, mean loner of a girl. And it's kind of all about how they unravel each other. It's like this, they both can't stand each other, but they find a way to get under each other's skin all the time. Very dark book. So the next book that she wrote, The New Me, kind of looks like it's very similar. It's about someone living in New York who has this job and goes to the job every day and then comes home and eats, watches TV and just repeats the whole thing and has like no sense of accomplishment in her life. It seems very dark and, but also really funny at the same time. But it's also life. (laughs) But it's also life. It's basically what we do. Right. So it's funny in a like depressing way. It says it's a dark comedy of female rage. Like I had bookmarked (laughs) it and then I saw that. The last dark comedy of female rage, I think that I read, well, maybe not rage in her case, Ennui, was um, the Otessa Moshe book, mm-hmm. whose name escapes me right now. In, my year of right. Western relaxation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, here's what I wrote about the last book. I said, it has a funny, dark meanness that most of us can probably sadly relate to. Hmm. It's a train wreck allure. I said, you're not going to feel great after reading it, but you'll laugh and be horrified and will want to tell your best friend all about mm-hmm. it. So I sort of feel like I kind of want to try the next one too. <laughs> She's just funny and like kind of warped. What do you got? So I have a book that you had mentioned earlier oh, in that? the show that I want to read and it's called The Altruist by Andrew Ridger. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's coming out. It's a college book. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of sort of like the nest, right? Where you have someone who's sort of financially in trouble. His wife or his ex-wife has left all the money to their their kids. So he kind of wants to get them to give him the money. So it's all about that. Yeah, that one looks good. It did remind me also of the nest. When is that one coming out? March 5th. He has a much younger girlfriend. Small, the, yeah, the small fortune of his late wife. No, I was just taking a look oh, at the characters. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I got that on audio. So maybe I'll maybe I should replace <laughs> the dinner list with that one. I think that you should oh. yeah, choose a new audio, finish yeah, your two books, and then finish the dinner list and we can talk about it in what March is April. I said to myself this morning as I was driving in that you were gonna be impatient with me for not stopping this audiobook. <laughs> You'd be like, why? Right. <laughs> and I mean, you're right, because how can I fairly evaluate this book if... All you remember is the author yeah. droning on and how much yeah. you hated listening to it. And yeah. also, well, just for your life and well-being in general, I mean, I think we have so mm-hmm. many small stressors that why add anything with a book that just makes you roll your eyes and get irritated whenever you listen to it? Mm-hmm. Well, and also, like, I spend so much time in the car listening, I should enjoy it. Right. Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be like this sucks. Okay, so the next one that I have is another one that I got on audio, and it's called Baby of the Family. This one is, this is another family drama a Ryan addictive debut about a modern-day American dynasty and the unexpected upheaval when the patriarch wills his dwindling fortune to his youngest adopted son. So it's kind of a similar 
vein of the altruist that you've got money traveling through generations in a family. Says setting off a chain of events that unearth family secrets and test long held definitions of love and family. Has a beautiful house on the cover. This is the type of book you and I usually like to read. Uh, Rich people in New York and their family drama. <laughs> so I, uh, I would like to read that one. I think Rich People in London is my favorite. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, so this comes out on March the 5th. Everything comes out on March 5th. Yeah. So next, what I want to read is The Stranger Diaries by Ellie Griffiths. Okay, what's that about? So it's about, oh, it's just so, it's, I'm, I'm just glancing over the description and it's so catnip for me. <laughs> So she's a high school English teacher, and she specializes in a gothic writer, and his name is R.M. Holland. She teaches a class on it every year. So one of her colleagues is found dead, and, you know, this colleague is also a really good friend of hers, and next to the body is a line from this author that she teaches. Okay. So the police think it's someone close to her who might have done this because they left this line from the book, uh, one of the books of the Gothic writer that she's always teaching. She notices later on that there is something written. It's something written in one of the pages of her books and it's not her writing. So it's like, it's just basically about her getting to the, to the heart of this mystery of who, you know, who killed her best friend. How is it related to her with what she teaches? So, yeah, that seems up your alley. It seems up my alley. Gothic writer, teacher. So speaking of kind of Gothic, one of the books, the author and book that I'm going to be um, interviewing at Kramer Books in March is um, coming out on March 5th. It's called Woman 99 by Greer McAllister. I know I've talked about it on the show before, but since we're talking about March releases, I wanted to include it here. So this is historical fiction about a woman whose parents commit her sister to an insane asylum. And she knows there's something wrong. She doesn't think her sister... She deserves to be there. And so she goes to follow her sister inside this asylum to see what's going on. And she kind of discovers like this whole thing that there's a lot of women that are placed in this institution who really shouldn't be there. So it's a called a historical thriller. And I will be interviewing Greer McAllister in DC on the 14th. So I'm going to read this book between now and then. And it comes out on the 5th of March, like everything else we've been discussing. <laughs> also coming out on the 5th of March. That sounds so, sounds so almost the 5th of March. The 5th of March. <laughs> sounds gothic. It's gothic. Sounds yeah. like murder. Yeah. Um, so before she, speaking of murder, I mean, my last book that I mentioned was about murder. And so is this one. It's called Before She Knew Him and it's by Peter Swanson. He wrote a book that I really like. Um, I think he writes really good psychological thrillers that are solid. Like with his books, you don't get to the end and, and think, how did this happen? I think that they are satisfying. So I'm really looking forward to this book. It's about, it's about a woman um, who lives with her husband in this house in Boston, Massachusetts. She has bipolar disorder. So but she has her meds, you know, she's like in a place where things are working for her. She's on her meds, she has this job, they're living happily. But then they meet the neighbors next door and she sees on like 
the husband's shelf, she sees this trophy that should have been or yeah, should have been in the home of this boy who was murdered two years ago because apparently she's very interested in unsolved murders and she, you know, has spent a lot of time thinking about this. So then of course she starts to wonder whether this neighbor is the killer. Okay. That sounds killery. <laughs> you know what else is coming out on March fifth? What else? Daisy Jones and the Oh, six. yeah, that's on my list. <laughs> Daisy Jones and the you Six. Checked yes. it off already. That's on my I, list. You still haven't read it yet? No. Are you going to? You I don't know. I may try to read it before I go to the lunch party, which supposedly is a band that they've put together. You know, sort of, I guess, a Daisy Jones-like band. It was, I wonder if they'll play the songs. And it'll play 70s music. I think it, I think it might. You know, because she put the lyrics of the songs in the book. Yeah, I think it's going to be songs. the Daisy Jones band that's playing there. Oh, that's really cool. You're going to have to take video for me of that. I wish I could come up and do that So that's so fun. Yeah. So Daisy Jones and the Six comes out also on March 5th. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who don't know about that book, it's a fictional behind the scenes retelling of, it's an oral history format of a band in the 60s, 70s, sorry, band in the 70s and its lead singer, the relationship between its lead singer, uh, actually it really has two lead singers, between its two lead singers. Um, by Taylor Jenkins Reid. So can I just read from you, read to you a little bit from the description of the launch party? Yes. So it says, on March 5th, you'll get a backstage pass into the life and music of the iconic group Daisy Jones and the Six, whose album Aurora came to define the late 1970s rock and roll. With a DJ spinning classic rock on vinyl and an exclusive conversation with the band's creator, um, with Entertainment Weekly critic leah greenblatt you'll be transported back to the magic of the 70s music scene in a way you'll never forget so transported in fact you might forget the band isn't real i'm so jealous so it's going to be at some probably cool looking place it's in in st mark's town in in um the east village it says this at the place it's the former hub of east coast counterculture that's so awesome. they've obviously put a lot of thought mm-hmm. <laughs> into this. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool. What do you got? Okay. I have another book that comes out on March 5th. It is called In Another Time by Jillian Cantor. So this is historical fiction, World War II. And I keep reading about this book. And then finally I was like, all right, I'll include it. Have you read Jillian it's, Cantor before? I have not. Have you? I think so. No, I haven't. Um but I just keep reading about this book. So it takes place in pre-war Germany and there is a bookshop owner and he meets this concert violinist. They fall in love. She's, she's Jewish. He's not Jewish. He has a secret too. He has to leave for months at a time. And then it says in 1946, Hannah Ginsberg, that's the violinist, awakens in a field outside of Berlin. She has no memory of the past 10 years and no idea what happened to Max. So it's like a, it says a beautiful novel about love and survival, passion and music across time and continents. So I know we're like all kind of sick of World War II books, but this one has been getting a lot of buzz. So if you're in the mood for some World War II fiction, this may be up your alley. And the only other thing I had on my list um, was two that are out in paperback that I thought 
people might want to know about. We've talked about them both on the show before. One of them is A Place for Us by Fatima Farheen Mirza, which we just, we have discussed. You read that one, right? And we discussed mm-hmm. it, I feel like. We no? did. Yeah. Yep, at length. So that's a book that I think is flawed, but um, still worth reading. And the other one is one you and I both talked about, and I really want to read it and still haven't read it, called The Only Story by Julian Barnes about a teenager or early 20s man who has a relationship with like a woman in her late 40s or something, and it's all about that relationship. And I can't remember whether you read that one or did not read that I one. I did. And did you like it? Um, No. Oh. It, it was one of those books that's interesting. It's good. You'll want to read it. It took me a long time to read it, even though it's a it's a little book, just because it's so dense and sort of depressing. It's a, And it's a lot of, if you like, you might like it, that book if you like philosophical questions where someone tells you one thing and all of a sudden they're just like, well, no, that's not entirely true because this other thing. So there's a lot of philosophy that goes into him thinking about his relationship and whether he could have done something different. So it was a mixed bag for me. I think it's one of those books that sort of requires work. I felt that way about his first, his, the other book I've read by him. I think that's Um, his style. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. that's what I said. I didn't like it. It's a good book. I think that if you like writing like that, or if you're in the mood for something that is asking a lot of questions and examining like this relationship from a bunch of different perspectives, then I think you'll like it. But that's just sort of, I think that's his thing. Okay. You read the sense of an ending, right? I did, and I didn't. I was frustrated by it. So I think it might be probably similar, but okay. All right, good to know. And that's all I have. Do you have more? So a writer. This is so interesting because Gail pre Kitchens of the Great Mi- Midwest. Gail's book was The Heart by Malis de Karengal. Oh, that's a good book. She has a book that's coming out on March 26th and it's called The Cook. And so it's sort of like it's told by an unnamed female narrator and it's all about I think it's just all about cooking. You know, someone who's sent me a link who's this. like finding yeah. their life through the joy of cooking, studying, baking cakes or whatever. And you had said, I don't think I want to read that book. Yeah, it doesn't appeal to me. Yeah, it's set in a bunch of different places. Paris, you know, Berlin, Thailand, Burma, you know, in this search for this. And it says that her prose conjures mood, sensations, and flavors, as well as the exhausting rigor and sometimes violent abuses of kitchen work. I love books about food and kitchens, so. Yeah, that seems up your alley. (laughs) When is that coming out? March 26th. Okay, so the last book that I have that I'm going to mention I'm super excited for is this book called Queenie. It's um, it's about a young Jamaican-British woman who's living in London, like straddling two cultures. She's just broken up with her white boyfriend, and she just starts seeing a bunch of different people, like sort of looking for love in all the wrong places. So I think this is just a, a story about her finding herself. And of course, you know, it's set in London. It's someone who's dealing with two cultures i'm just all i'm there for it mm. okay jojo moya said it was brilliant timely funny and heartbreaking <laughs> <laughs> so 
They said this wow. is Bridget Jones' Diary meets Americana. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow, that's ambitious. Yeah. So it'll be either really, really good, or I'll be like, no. Bridget Jones yeah. is Bridget Jones, and Americana is a book I didn't finish. I didn't know that. I never read it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it did not. It did not hold my attention. I never read it, and everyone seems to love I it. I know. I know. I may try it again. It could have, you know, could have been a mood. Mm-hmm. I see it all over the place. I think when New York City did a one book kind of thing, and they voted for it, and I believe it was Americana that won. Does DC yeah, do stuff I like that? that too. Um, not. I don't think so. You just have the national. Certainly book not on the scale of New York. You just have the national festival, book yeah. festival. Yeah. Have you been to but that I don't think recently? We have like a, no. It never comes at a good time. I can never go. <laughs> I think the only time I went was the year that you were down for it. That was ages ago. Wow. All right. Well, that's a lot of good stuff coming out in March. So it's just right around the corner. I can't wait to hear all about your Daisy Jones and the Six party. Yeah, that's going to be fun. All right. Well, um, we're going to make our, our usual request that if you enjoy the show, leave us a review. Let us know what you like, what you want to hear more of. Or just rate and it. Please, that's fine, or too. Or just rate it. Yeah, rating is fine, too. And please share the share the word, spread the word about the podcast. Until March 5th, happy reading. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Readerly Report. You can find all of our shows on iTunes or at thereaderlyreport.com. Please join our Facebook group, Readerly Report Readers, where you can talk to other listeners about their reading life. You can also find Nicole at nicolebonia.com and me, Gail, at everydayiwritethebookblog.com. Finally, we'd love it if you left us a review on iTunes and told your book-loving friends about it.